Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Kaylee Hubbard from Hubbard Capital Group. Welcome, Kaylee. Thank you, Rama. Happy to be here. Sure. Thank you very much. Little bit about Kaylee. With over 17 years of sales experience as a top producer across various industries, Kaylee has conquered nearly every obstacle imaginable as she implemented our custom sales process that grew an international organization's revenues from 40 million to over 220 million in less than four years. As a sales coach and business strategist, Keely helps our clients confidently close more deals to achieve consistent income and rapid growth. Our proprietary sales strategies help business owners learn how to have intentional and authentic conversations that convert and win. Keely also invests in large multi-families uh, near Texas vineyards. She is managing partner of Hubbard Capital Group, where she relentless in exceeding her investors' expectations. So with that, Keely, you want to add anything to your background? <laughs> Um, no, I think it's it's pretty extensive, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm these two worlds that I'm in with both the sales coaching, which is another consulting firm that I run, and then also the the investment business. There's a lot of uh, synergy between the two, and I'm really passionate about talking to investors, working with people, and you know, finding a win win for everybody. And I also feel very blessed to be able to be in business with my dad. I realize that's pretty special, so I'm grateful for that. Awesome, and thank you very much for sharing that. And, and you're a top sales producer. So would you share how you became top producer? You know, my, so I started in sales, gosh, I've been doing it 17 years now, but my career really took off back in 2010. You know, my family and I, we all owned a franchise business in Austin. It was financial education. And that's really where I honed my skills. And I was able to be so successful in such a small market that uh, corporate asked me to come on board and kind of roll out my process, my sales process, how I have conversations um, with potential clients. And that's how we were really able to, to grow the company. And that's where I eventually became VP of sales and, you know, managed um, hundreds of people and directors. But it was a crazy, it was a crazy busy life. And I was traveling 23 days a month internationally. And um, so I eventually just decided, you know what, I'd this is a lot and I'm tired of building somebody else's empire. So I left in 2017 and never looked back. And that really opened up the time to be able to do, you know, coaching on my own terms and, and really help people, but also to go into business with my dad in the real estate space. Got it. So yeah, share me like you, uh, how, how exactly get into real estate and multifamily space? You know, my, so when I said I was in financial education, that world was not real estate. It was stocks, futures, Forex, options. My dad is a professional trader. I've watched him, you know, trade actively trade the markets um, since the late '90s, and he was a small hedge fund manager as well. And so, you know, over the years, as I was starting to leave corporate, um, he was starting to shut things down at his hedge fund because he started seeing that the financial markets were not could not provide the returns that um, our investors were used to. And he said, "We need to start moving into hard assets." And so we knew we didn't want to do single family. Um, we knew we wanted to do something large scale to be able to serve our investor database, but we just didn't know exactly what that looked like. So through a, a process of about a year and a half, we finally found, you know, apartments in the syndication 
um, strategy. And that was back in 20, gosh, 2018, 2019. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. So what markets are you focusing on, Keely? Uh, the markets that we primarily invest in, we, so we live in Dallas, Fort Worth and, but we're not investing in DFW as you probably know it's extremely competitive here and our investors are um, looking for slightly higher rates of return. So we can't really achieve that in the DFW market, but we're typically looking outside of that in secondary and tertiary markets. We've got uh, properties in Lubbock, Texas, which is West Texas. If you've ever heard of Texas Tech University, um, that's the, the primary in, employer in that city. And that's what most people know Lubbock, Texas for. But um, it's a great market and it's only a, uh, about a four, four and a half hour drive from where I'm at. And my dad lives out, um, on his ranch and it's only three hours from him. So he really likes to be able to drive out there and, um, frequent the property and talk to our, you know, our general contractors as a lot of things are under construction, meet with our PM. So it works really well. We just, we love the ability to be able to drive to our properties. Got it. Yeah. And also you're strong at capitalizing parts. So what do you say a little bit about your, you know, strategies or, you know, your process of raising capital? Yeah. You know, I, am um, my sales background, whenever I initially like first learned sales and when I was in the corporate space, you know, they had sales trainers and I just never, I could never relate to what they were teaching. It just never, it never felt authentic. Their approach felt pushy. It felt aggressive. It, you know, it almost felt like you were at a used car lot <laughs> buying a car. And so um, I had to come up with my own, my own ways to have conversations that where, you know, the people that I was talking to felt like they were, you know, they were also, they were winning, like they were excited to work with me. They were excited to, you know, pay me for my expertise. And through that process of learning how to communicate authentically, but, you know, still be successful in the sales space is what I've also taken over to uh, the raising capital world in real estate. And I truly believe that, you know, it's, it's having what I call disarmingly honest conversations with people and realizing that, you know, everybody that you talk to isn't going to be the right fit for what you do. And if you can say that up front and help people get their walls down, that you're not going to, you know, come and push them into multifamily or tell them how amazing it is, you know, what you're doing and just saying like, Hey, it's, it's not the right fit for everybody, but maybe we should have a conversation about it and figure that out together. And I think that really helps people take their walls down when they don't feel like you're going to push them into something. So my approach is very, is very authentic, but it's somebody called me the anti-salesman one time. And I take that as a compliment uh, because my approach is anti-sales. Got it. I think that's a good approach. So yeah, yeah, definitely everyone is not fit into multifamily. So that saying that upfront is a very, very, you know, great, great thing. Yeah. And would you share any challenging experiences in multifamily space? Yeah. Um, I feel like everybody has a story, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we, so one of our acquisitions that we recently sold like a week ago, we acquired in November of 2019, like late November. And, you know, as, as you're well aware, this was a pretty heavy lift uh, of a property. So anytime that you're trying to hire construction crews, it's hard to find people. They really don't want to work November, December. You know, we finally got some contractors secured in uh, end of January. We handled most of our evictions in February of 2020. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, the pandemic hits in March of 2020. So that really kind of slowed everything down to a halt with our property. And so we stopped acquisitions at that point. We just wanted to make sure that we were maintaining cash flow um, of our existing property. Um, and but realizing too that renovations were going to be behind. And so 
think that it's managing investor expectations and you know our primary goal being to main maintain cash flow not ever have to do a capital call for investors so investors were in this deal for say two and a half years yeah two and a half well less than two and a half years by the time we sold it and um, they never they never had a distribution until we sold like we're you know we're making distributions this week but so they were in it two and a half years and it returned about 45, 45 to 48%. We're still settling closing costs um, over two and a half years. So they're extremely happy, but they had to wait, you know, a whole nother, you know, 14 to 16 months than they expected to get a distribution. So that was certainly a challenge, but I'm proud of how we handled it and how we came out on the other side and got a really great offer and finally were able to, to sell that property. So I, I would consider that a win, but it was absolutely a challenge when we were going through it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And would you also share any of your, you know, best experience so far in the multifamily space? Yes, yes. You know, I um, what I really love, and it's not—I guess you wouldn't say this is so much on the return side. I I truly enjoy the partnership aspect of this space. You know, obviously, I get to work with my dad, and I love that. But I really, really enjoy building a team and everybody working together um, to, you know, to secure capital for a deal, get it across the finish line and then, you know, asset manage it from there, but create raving fan, raving fans and your investors and raving fans and your general partnership team. So I just, I'm a big fan of the, the people aspect of that. And we've gotten really good at just streamlining our general partnership team's experience in working with us as well as our investors. Got it. Got it. And any one thing from your sales background that you have implemented in multifamily space? Oh my gosh, there's um, there's so many, but I I would say the reason that like we have investors that we presented with an opportunity that wasn't even multifamilies in the agriculture space, and they said yes, I'm in before we even told them what the potential returns were, and I truly believe that's because. They trust us because we communicate when things were good. We communicate when things were bad. They had access to us at all times, our cell phone numbers, whenever they needed us. I truly believe that our investors um, trust us because of our level of communication. And so I believe that, you know, any deal that you do, you could have, you could exceed your pro forma, but if you don't communicate to your investors, it's unlikely that they're going to want to invest with you again. So I think investor communication is, is key. Great, great. And and what's your take on current multifamily situation? How you see next 12 to 18 months? You know, I um, obviously we all see interest rates starting to creep up, but I, I truly believe that, I mean, this has happened before interest rates creep up, the market starts to react, um, inflation starts to peak and the Fed, the Fed lowers rates again. Um, I think we've gotten ourselves into a uh, a bubble the fed since the fed's been pouring money into the market since you know 2009 got themselves into a situation where they can't stop doing that or the whole thing falls apart and so i i believe whether you know i think the fed will lower rates again uh once things kind of hit hit a peak i do also believe that there's another you know financial market crash in our lifetime and i think regardless of what happens whether the fed lowers rates again and everything calms down um, or interest rates continue to climb, inflation continues to expand, and then we have we have challenges and the market crashes. I still think that people people have to have somewhere to live, and multifamily is truly the only the only real estate investment that I would consider in the commercial space because of its resiliency and because of its you know how 
how it's able to weather that storm, whatever that storm may look like. Cause we both know we have no control over that, <laughs> but I truly believe it's a great, a great asset class to be in. Cool. Yep. Thank you. And what, what is your current focus? Share something that you're doing right now. Right now we are building ground up uh, vineyards for wine grapes here in Texas. And so we're about to, um, we're doing educational webinars right now and we're about to secure another 600 acres this summer um, and start getting ready to, to plant those vines. And it's a big, it's a big project, but it's ground up Texas vineyard development and it's pretty exciting. So we're in the agriculture space as well. So what is the reason behind going into that space? A lot of people don't realize that Texas is the fifth largest wine grape state, wine grape growing state in the United States. And the, the Texas wine industry is 13.1 billion, billion with a B in the economic impact here. And the challenge is um, based on the wine demand here in Texas, Texas farmers are only producing 50% of the grapes to supply the wine demand. And if you've ever met anybody from Texas or no Texans, we're very proud of our state. And so a lot of these wineries want to be able to label their wines a Texas wine, but legally they can't because um, the grapes aren't coming from Texas because there's simply not enough. So, and there's not enough because a lot of the farmers, they're, they're just smaller vineyards, you know, they're 50 acres, um, you know, maybe some of them even 10, 15 acres. And it's a lot of hand labor right? So hand pruning, hand harvesting, when you have a lot of labor out in a vineyard, it obviously increased your costs substantially. And so they just, um, to be able to transition over to how California grows their grapes, everything in California, for the most part, not everything, but for the most part, it's mechanized. It's big machines, it's tractors. Um, you're, you don't have hundreds of people out in the vineyard working. You've got two to three guys and you have big machinery. And Texas farmers are not able to transition to that because it's very, very expensive. For example, one of these pieces of machinery costs $550,000. So to be able to do that, you've got to have economies of scale, much like you do in multifamily. We get economies of scale when we're you know, above 100 units. Well, in, in the vineyard world, we get economies of scale when we're planting you know, 300 acres of vineyards at a time. So there's this unprecedented opportunity to get involved and fill that supply gap. Um, and that's what we're doing. So we did 445 acres last year. We're doing another 600 this year. And then our vineyard partners already got 350 acres that is going into the uh, the fifth year harvest this season. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And good luck with that. Thank you. And any one advice that have impact on you, Kelly? You said any one piece of advice? Yeah, that you received have impact on you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think back through all the, um, all the, the moments in my life, a big transition, you know, leaving the corporate world and starting my own business and then going into business with my dad and then, um, doing this vineyard opportunity. I, I truly believe that the best opportunities and the biggest areas for growth happen when you, when you say yes first and you figure out the how later. And what I mean by that is, yes, the how's important, but if you if you overanalyze and stall and you can't make a decision because um, you're afraid of making a mistake, you're, you're never going to grow. And so I've always learned, like, say yes first, I'll figure out the how, but it's a confidence in knowing that I can do this. The how doesn't matter. It's my, my full 100% commitment to saying yes. Got it. Yep. Thank you. And any books that impacted your life and what way? There's so many, there's so many books. Um, one of my favorite that I'm reading right now is called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. 
And um, it's an incredible book and it really shifts your perspective and your mindset about money. And it helps you realize how we've all been programmed from a young age in, in different ways, but our money mindset was formed when we were very, very young. And so I think it's important to to look at that and decide, you know, decide how you want to look at money. Cause I think we all have a big responsibility in this investment space. We're responsible for large sums of money and we need to have a healthy mindset um, about money to be able to make sure that we're helping our investors build a legacy as we're building our own. Got it. And how are you giving back to community, Kaylee? I love, um, there's an organization, well, there's a lot of organizations, but a big passion of mine is um, stopping child trafficking. And so I've done, um, you know, just some rallies and awareness in the community for Operation Underground Railroad, uh, which is very close to my heart just for children. Got it. Yep. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you? Well, they can, um, they can obviously go to our website, just hubbardcapitalgroup.com, or you can find me on social media and I'm there under my name, Keely Hubbard. And I do a lot of sales tips and stuff on Instagram, but you can stay connected and see what we're up to in the investment world on Facebook. Awesome. And thank you very much, Keely. Thank you. And really enjoyed the conversation. Yes, me too. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time.